Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. He is not an it or an impersonal force. He is God, the third person in the Godhead. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about none other than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is eternal. He was there at the very beginning of time and space and matter uh, at the creation. And, and not only eternal, but he has all the attributes of deity, the characteristics of divinity. And you can see that as you uh, go through the scriptures. He was active in, in the Old Testament. Uh, as we just mentioned at creation, uh, the scriptures say in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the earth and over the face of the deep, and, and He absolutely was there and active and involved in creation uh, because, again, He's God. He was active in the Old Testament in, in leaders, in kings. He would come upon leaders. He would anoint them for leadership. And this is different than the indwelling that we experience as believers. Um, David in Psalm 51 was talking about, uh, was praying to God. It was a prayer of repentance after he had committed those awful sins. And he said, uh, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, he wasn't talking about losing his salvation. He was talking about losing his anointing uh, for leadership as, as a king. And then uh, the Holy Spirit was active in in and through the prophets as they, they ministered in the Old Testament and as they, um, as they spoke to, to Israel, to Judah, and as they uh, predicted the future, uh, some of them not even knowing fully what they were predicting, but the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit authored the Holy Scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, Every word of Scripture is God-breathed. And we get further clarification in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says, For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. God and so uh, scriptures were were written by the Holy Spirit as He moved on as He picked up and carried the human authors and and worked through them through their words through their experiences through their personalities uh, the Holy Spirit authored the Holy Scriptures and then He was sent by by the Father sent by Jesus to live in and among believers. Uh, when when and he came on the day of Pentecost, the Word of God says in John chapter fourteen, John chapter fourteen, verses uh, sixteen and and seventeen. Listen to what it says here. It says that I'll get there. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper. That's another of the same kind, just like Jesus. In other words, deity, God, and he that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And so he was sent after Jesus ascended back to heaven, and it happened again on the day of Pentecost. He was sent to live in believers and to live among believers. 
What I want you to understand in this podcast and and in the next couple of podcasts is uh, the Holy Spirit's present ministry is extensive and it is highly impactful. We need the ministry of the Holy Spirit and we, we need to understand from the scriptures what that ministry is. There is so much out there that's misleading and and uh, the the only way that we can really understand the the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to go back to the scriptures that he wrote that he wrote about himself and we need to understand what they say we begin with the fact that he has a ministry in the salvation of believers of Christ followers he is directly involved as is the father and as is the son but we're not going to focus on the father's aspect or Jesus aspect in salvation in this in this series we're focusing on the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the salvation of believers the Holy Spirit and we begin first of all right here in John chapter 16 in John chapter 16 verses 8 through 11 and I want you to hear what it says in verse 8 it's it, it says this and he speaking of the Holy Spirit when he comes will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me and concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you no longer see me and concerning judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged and so here you have the Holy Spirit working in the world to convict and the word here convict could go a couple of different ways it could go to condemnation or it could go to convincing and here in this passage it means convincing because uh, the world is already under the condemnation uh, of God under the wrath of God because they've not believed on Jesus that's what Jesus said in John chapter 3 they're condemned already the Holy Spirit is not condemning but he is convincing and so we could use the word convince and so he says and when he comes he will convince the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment convince them uh, of the of, of their sin and convince them of the righteousness of Christ that's there and convince them of, of true judgment so he convinces, he convicts sinners uh, in this matter of salvation. And then in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, we find that he is involved in renewing and regenerating. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the re- washing of regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. And so God has saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. What is regeneration? Regeneration means to give life to give life. He renews. He regenerates. He is involved in the regeneration process and the life-giving process. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that we're dead in our trespasses and sins, but He has quickened or made us alive. Who does that? The Holy Spirit. He's involved in our salvation. He makes us alive. We're dead, 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 dead. But the Holy Spirit regenerates. He brings new life, eternal life to us. John chapter 6, verse 63, uh, Jesus speaking there, he says this, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. There's nothing that you and I can do in and of ourselves to give ourselves salvation. We're involved in salvation at the 0% level. But the Holy Spirit comes and He gives us life. But then... 
He not only convicts or convinces, He not only renews and regenerates, but He indwells. John chapter 14, verse 17 says, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, it doesn't see Him, it doesn't know Him, the world doesn't, but you know Him because He abides with you and will be in you. But listen to what Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 9 says. This is so powerful. You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. We don't even belong to Jesus if we don't have the Holy Spirit. Every believer is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit come in at the point of salvation. The the Holy Spirit comes in. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit lives in me as a true Christ follower. He is there, and and there is no doubt about it. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you do not you do not have a relationship with God. You are not saved. It is not something that happens after salvation. It happens at salvation. He comes to live in us. I love Ephesians chapter one, <laughs> verses thirteen and and. 14 and and it is you cannot miss this this is a powerful passage of scripture Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 I'm getting there it says this in him you also after listening to the message of the truth the gospel of your salvation having also believed you were listen you were sealed in him with the holy spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with the view that a redemption of god's own possession to the praise of his glory now that's a lot of words there and i don't have time to break them all down but the holy spirit seals us that, that means that He puts His eternal divine mark on us, and, and, and not only does He put His mark on us, but that mark um, symbolizes the fact that we are His, we are God's, and we are God's forever. He is a pledge. He's the down payment uh, for the ultimate transaction. You know, I've been saved, I'm being saved, and I ultimately will be saved, and the Holy Spirit is there to seal me, to, to keep that promise to deliver the entire transaction all the way to the end. So at salvation, the Holy Spirit seals us. But then not only does He seal us, He baptizes us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, we hear this, For even as the body, the body of our body, is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. In other words, Christ's body, the church, has many different members. Verse 13, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one Spirit. At the moment of salvation, we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means that the Holy Spirit identifies us with the body of Christ. He places us into the body of Christ. All this happens at the moment of salvation. This is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the salvation of those of us who believe and follow Christ. He baptizes us. And then one other thing that I would mention here uh, today, and that is that the Holy Spirit sanctifies us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, 
we are told we are told this. Such were some of you, but you, and he's talking about being sinners. All of us were sinners, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. In the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is involved in justifying and sanctifying us. What does it mean to be sanctified? It means to be set apart, to be set apart from sin to righteousness. At the moment of our salvation, the moment of our salvation, we were forgiven of our sins. We were set apart from that sinful lifestyle, and we were set apart to righteousness, and the Holy Spirit was involved in in doing that. So, to summarize, the Holy Spirit has an extensive and highly impactful ministry today, and the starting point of that for believers is in our salvation. When He convicts us or convinces us of sin and righteousness and judgment, when He regenerates us, gives us new life, when He comes to live in us, He indwells us, when He seals us as a promise of our ultimate salvation, when He baptizes us or immerses or identifies us into the body of Christ, when He sanctifies us, sets us apart from sin to righteousness so that we can live a righteous life. The Holy Spirit has so much more ministry. There is much more ongoing ministry of the Holy Spirit in the church and in the life of Christ followers, and we're going to be talking about that on the next podcast. So I encourage you, I urge you to come be a part of that. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.